Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, Faithful? Congratulations, the 49ers have defeated the Cardinals, their divisional opponent, kind of on the road and at home at the same time, if that makes any sense. 2020 kind of provides the context there. But oh my gosh, I freaking love it. A 20 to 12, and dare I say it, dominating win. The 49ers defense came out and just did everything possible. One of their best games that we have seen in a long time. And there was only five starters on the defense that played today that were week one starters. Five. That's it. Five starters. They're decimated. They're beyond decimated, right? They're, they've lost everything. Yet the will to win this defense to come out and play the way that they did. And all it took was lots of different things, but the 49ers actually played complimentary football. When you have an offense that's not turning the ball over left and right, you have the opportunity to win because of the way this team is built. Even without all the blue chip players on defense, you still can win the game against a top offense, one of the best offenses in the NFL, because you weren't putting your defense in holes. You weren't. You had the one turnover. That's it. And you held them to no points off that turnover. That's what it takes. Complimentary football. Just changing the quarterback, which was C.J. Beathard amazing tonight? No. Not even close. But was he good enough to win? 100%. Actually, I should kind of take that back. Uh, you look at C.J. Beathard's number, three touchdown passes, given they were to fullbacks and whatnot. Um Threw for 182 yards, 125 passer rating. He played great. He was efficient. Yeah, he had the lost fumble. Again, we'll talk about Mike McGlinchey in a little bit. But why did the 49ers win this game? Defense, number one. Number two, the running game. The 49ers running game dominated. They hit my magic number, 30 rush attempts for 227 yards. As a whole, the 49ers averaged 7.6 yards per carry 7.6 yards per carry that is stupid that is stupid good jeff wilson just goes off 22 rushing attempts 183 yards what a game and that doesn't even mention his receiving touchdown one catch for 21 yards i freaking love it now robbie gold i love it faithful from birth says gold playing for draft picks yikes the 49ers special teams this year has been one of the league worst. And again, whenever you're talking special teams, you've got extra point or field goal team 
right? You've got punt return. You've got punt, kickoff, kickoff return. We've had one unit this year that's been good, and that's been our field goal team until today. You have a 41-yard missed field goal attempt. Then you go out there. You miss an extra point. Then you miss another field goal at the end of the game, all of which to ice the game. He just kept missing. Now, what does this mean? Well, this is the worst week in the world for Robbie Gold to do this because the 49ers have to decide within six days if they are going to pick up his option for next year. Because if the 49ers decide, you know what, we're going to let Gold, Gold go now, you don't have to pay anything else moving forward. But you have to decide this week, before week 17 that was written into his contract, and if you do pick him up, that's $2.25 million that is guaranteed for next year. So <laughs> Gold is definitely leaving his chips on the table. Uh, there's no doubt he has made it very well known. He wants to play for Chicago. Do I think that he missed kicks so that he can go to Chicago? Hell no. and Absolutely not. But he did pick a, <laughs> a very poor time to miss those kicks. And again, special teams, if we're staying with that conversation... Which one has been good besides the field goal unit? They all are terrible. This is probably one of the best games of the entire year for the punt team, and it wasn't even that good. Um, the only reason why I say it was was decent was because Mitch Wisnowski, the fourth-round punter, um, the I think one of the only fourth-round punters in the NFL, was didn't get any touchbacks in the punt game. He actually, now he didn't get any within the... 10-yard line either, but at least he gave it a chance. And then on top of that, kickoff return, golly, man. Jarek McKinnon had a couple spark plays for the offense. But Jarek McKinnon, make no mistake, he is running in quicksand whenever he fields the ball and kickoff return, and why the hell would he return it repeatedly out of the end zone when he can't even get past the 20? I have no idea. Um, anyway, special teams, it's an issue. But again, there's lots of statistics that keep jumping out as you look through this box score. We won the turnover margin. You can't say that very often for the 49ers. You really, really can't. You have to go to our last game that we won was against the Rams. We forced four turnovers and gave up three. So that was our last one where we were positive, and we won that game. This year is relatively simple. You could talk about the injuries. You could talk about play calling. You could talk about all those things. It's turnovers. This is the first game in nine, the very first game in nine games that the 49ers didn't turn it over two or more times. That's it. You look through those games, those last nine times, we were two and seven. Well, you turn the ball over one time and you end up plus one in the turnover margin, you get a W on the road slash home Glendale, which is both, because again, next week we play at home in Glendale versus Seattle. Figure that one out. Uh, again, one of those things that you can explain to your grandkids, there was this one time where the 49ers played a home game in Arizona against Seattle. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, but anyway, lots of positives. And I, I love the comments, love the countdown crew, love everybody joining with us. And for the, here's the conversation. I know that people are going to say this, and that's okay because I want to talk about it. And I put this out there right before the game. You know, we, we have the famous quote, you play to win the game and all those different things from Herm Edwards. Draft picks are very, very important. But at the end of the day, you're a fan of the football team. You want to win. This game matters. The 49ers are guaranteed 16 times a year, and this year was far from guaranteed at any point, 
to put on that red and gold jersey, white and gold today, and go out and play. Are we going to the playoffs? Hell no, we're not. This game freaking mattered. And so I'm so glad that they won. I hope we beat the hell out of Seattle next week. Yeah, does it change our draft position? Yes, it does. Is that a positive? No, it's not. But what's the big deal? We were picking 12th. Now we're picking 14th. That's where we currently are. We dropped two spots. Now, we played earlier than most teams, so some things could change for sure. Um, you know, if you want somebody to root for or to root against, uh, you, you got to pull for New England this week because if they lose, then we're going to drop to 15th. That's as low as we can go. So no matter what else happens, the farthest we can fall this week is 15th. Um, now, where does this put us in the overall scheme of things? You know, I, I said several times last week, I don't think that the 49ers can get into the top 10 even if they did lose out. And now that's almost impossible, right? So, you know, your kind of range, which where the 49ers are, they're 6-9, and nine, nice. Um, but where they are, you might be able to get to pick 11, pick 10, if a whole bunch of things go your way this weekend and next weekend. But again, having the best draft pick in the world does not ensure you a good pick. We picked number two, and we got freaking Solomon Thomas. Well, we were at two. We traded back. Then we got Solomon Thomas. It doesn't matter. You want to win the games. And here's why I say that. And I think this is probably one of the best things to take away. Amazon did the broadcast and whatever. I know a lot of people were upset with that. But one of my favorite things about Amazon is they give you the option to change your broadcaster, very similar to when we broadcast last year before the NFL shut us down. Thanks a lot, NFL. Hearts you too. Um, but you could listen to Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, and it was awesome. It, I, you know, I put it out there on my Twitter how to get to it. They talked about it a couple times. It was great. And Daniel Jeremiah, probably one of my favorite follows um, in the scouting or NFL, whatever you want to label him as, draft community, he said, this is an iconic moment for the 49ers locker room because it shows you what they are about. It is all about Will. They had nothing to play for. They haven't seen their family in months, but they came out against a team, a division opponent, a division rival. You only got three of them, right? That if they won, if the Cardinals won, they're in the playoffs. We went into their house and beat the living hell out of them. Guess which team we have to play twice next year. Yeah, the Cardinals. Guess which team is one of the young and upcoming teams in the NFL? The Cardinals. And so you are setting the tone. You punch them in the mouth. Kyler Murray hated that game. DeAndre Hopkins was livid half the times, you know, injured, out, and all that kind of stuff. Kyler Murray ended the game injured. Hopefully he's okay. I never wish injury on anybody. But that was a physical football game against a finesse football team that wants to throw the ball around and create in space and all that. And what did the 49ers do? They punched them in the damn mouth and kept coming all damn game. That is a tone setter that lives in the heads of your opponents. I still remember a game <laughs> where my junior year in high school, I played against an all-state kid at tight end. I was defensive end and tight end. So we went against each other on both sides. He beat the living crap. I still remember this guy. He has no clue who I am. But, you know, he went to play college ball and whatever else. And I did. <laughs> I got the opportunity. I turned it down. But whatever. These things you remember. And the 49ers just beat the living hell out of a playoff team. They're probably still going to get in the playoffs, the Cardinals. But it matters because it's not like you just show up. Go back to week one. 
we remember 2020. It sucks. We're already like trying to look back at this season. It started with those damn Cardinals week one when we lost. 24 to 20. It was a close game. It was before we had all the injuries and whatever else, and we lost because we couldn't contain Kyler Murray. Now you go to all these replacement players and you're beating the tar out of Kyler Murray. Oh man, I freaking love it. I, I love this win. Um yeah, does it make <laughs> salvage the season? Hell no. This season is trash, but it's huge. Um, and again, Jason, I uh, love this comment. Hate it for the draft position, but love the fight in this team and beating a division opponent with our JV team. The replacements, baby. We got Shane freaking Falco <laughs> as our quarterback. Uh, again, CJ Beathard. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm just throwing the nod to the old movie. But yeah, it matters. It matters a lot. And so I freaking love it. And uh, the Howson says, now we can't get Zach Wilson nice. We're never getting Zach Wilson. I, I I can't stress this enough. Zach Wilson's going top five, probably top two. Um, like Once they come out with draft props, which I'm going to be talking a lot about because draft season is like an extra payday for me. I put a lot of money in on Zach uh, draft season because I just bet a lot and it usually does very, very well. You weren't getting Zach Wilson in the start. You're picking 12, you're not getting Zach Wilson. You're picking 10, not getting Zach Wilson. You're picking 8, which the 49ers couldn't have got to even if they did lose out, you're not getting Zach Wilson. Um, are you willing to trade multiple first round? You're not getting Zach Wilson. Uh, it's just not happening. Matthew asked this, who's more likely to be back next year, <laughs> Witherspoon or Gold? Um, I'd probably say Gold, and again, we're going to find out this week if Robbie Gold is going to be the kicker. And let's say you don't want Gold. You're going to move on. Who do you get? Look at teams. Look at Chase McLaughlin being passed around NFL teams. He's been on like five of them. People can't get good kickers. <laughs> they just don't exist. But you do have to give hats off, tip of whatever, to Witherspoon. And guess what? We're going to talk about Witherspoon. But this week, uh, I love it, man. Spoon shows up. And guess who our sponsor of today's episode is? None other than Magic Spoon, baby. Whenever I was a kid, one of my favorite things to do was to go to the grocery store with my mom. She would finally turn us loose, me and my brothers and sisters, on the cereal aisle. And we could all pick one for ourselves. It was incredible. It was like Christmas, but shopping. And as kids, you always went after the most sugar-laden, unhealthy cereal imaginable to mankind. But we all grow up. Cereal is still a major part of my life. I love cereal very, very much. But now there's a product that gives you that same incredible great taste that you grew up loving, but that's healthy. Listen to these numbers. And again, keep in mind that these numbers go with great taste. Zero grams of sugar. 11 grams of protein. You can't find another cereal that does that. Only three net grams of carbs. And they have four amazing flavors. This is magicspoon.com I'm talking about. I love this product. I love this company. They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. Tastes amazing. But above that, it's healthy for the whole family. Uh, my wife, my 12-year-old, my 17-year-old, myself, we've all tried this product. And they all love it. We all have different favorites. This is one of the ways that you increase healthy living to your family lifestyle without sacrificing flavor. Whenever you hear these words, which all these are true for Magic Spoon, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free, you think, yeah, it's probably going to be pretty gross. Well, get this. This company, big reason why I agreed to allow them to sponsor our podcast, I don't let anybody, I don't work with any company, 
100% happiness guarantee. You try their product, you don't like it, 100% refund, no questions asked. What do you have to lose? And if you use our promo code 49ERS, you get free shipping straight to your door. You don't even have to go to the grocery store. The cereal comes to you, baby. So head to magicspoon.com slash 49ers and make sure you use the promo code 49ers whenever you check, check out for free shipping. That's magicspoon.com 49ers. Thank you for sponsoring this project. What are you doing? Go get some cereal for you and your family. Trust me, you will thank me later. Dude, Magic Spoon, baby. And it's so funny because the game was kind of bookended with Akello Witherspoon plays. You know, the very first drive, the defense goes out there. They're playing well. It's a fade route just right down the sideline, and we're in our thirds coverage, so Akello has no help over the top, and he gets shoved off. Christian Kirk does extend his hand, but in today's NFL, uh, nobody calls that, right, unless it's the Super Bowl and George Kittle, of course. But he gives up this big catch, and they end up getting a field goal. Played awesome after that. Until the very last, one of the last meaningful drives, fourth and one, and Kyler Murray keeps it just on a naked boot, and Akello, who's, you know, he had five and four coverage, five yards outside, the last man four yards back as the force edge player, and just gets sucked up inside like he was going to do anything in there, and lets Kyler Murray run for 40 yards untouched, right, on the outside, huge play, whatever. I'm cursing. I'm mad. Ah, Akello. And then as I hit Sid, like Akello just gives up a fourth down on Twitter. Gets one of the best interceptions. Um, which, again, this is two weeks in a row now that we've seen Akello Witherspoon change his technique to where he actually tries to play the football. It's a weird concept for a cornerback in the NFL, but he did it. It's an amazing pick and kind of ice, you know, ice the win for us. Or Robbie Gold's going to try to mess it up later on. But it really felt like the 49ers were going to win after that. Um, so you've got to say, man, what do you do with this kid, Akello? We have seen the ceiling of his play three separate years. You remember, he started off three years ago amazing. Last year, he was great for the first three weeks till he got injured, came back, and was trash. Bad all year this year. Now he's finishing strong. Don't get fooled. When somebody shows you who they are once, believe them. When they show you who they are twice, yeah, what's the, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's what this is. Akello is a home run or a bus play. I, I will stand firm on this. I don't want him on my team in the future. I'm very thankful for how he's played the last two weeks, and I hope he earns a contract somewhere, and he will, because it's a 6'3 corner with great feet, and he's got the ceiling. But again, consistency is the true measure of greatness. And whenever you have a player with this kind of track record three straight years in a row with either hot or cold play, that's not championship football player. That's not a championship mentality. I do want Verrett back. Um, again, I wish uh, Kello the, wor the best. almost said the worst there. I don't. Um, anyway, uh, they're, they're good. And you got to give it to Verrett as well. Verrett versus DeAndre Hopkins. Go back to that week one matchup. DeAndre Hopkins went off against Emmanuel Mosley. They isolated him on the left side, and they just ran 10-yard out, 10-yard out, comeback route, you know, slant route. That's it. They put Jason Verrett on him, and yeah, DeAndre Hopkins made some plays. He made some hell, some awesome plays. He's DeAndre Hopkins. He's one of the best, if not the best. But Jason Verrett was there toe-for-toe -toe with him and did not back down. And the play in the end zone right before halftime where they threw the fade route... DeAndre Hopkins caught that ball. 
Jason Verrett drove through the window and in between his hands because whenever the quarterback or the wide receiver catches the ball with both hands, you've got the ball with both hands on it, and you've got this little window where his arms and his elbows right through his chest, and you just rake through. That's what you teach your corners to do. Hopkins caught the touchdown ball, but he was able to drive through the ball through that window and break it up, and it was huge. That, that was huge. That's a four-point swing. That's a four-point swing just because he played. And then you look at later on down the, the thing, the game, you know, fourth quarter, it's fourth and one. He runs a slant route, gets the catch. Well, they saw something they liked. The very next drive, they do the same formation, try to do a slant route one-on-one, DeAndre Hopkins versus Verrett. And what do we do? Instead of blitzing Fred Warner, we drop him into the hook-to-curl zone. He gets the pass breakup. We get a turnover on the 30-yard line. Should have been game. Um, Actually, I think we got a touchdown on that one. That was the Jeff Wilson uh, where he got pushed out at the half-inch line. That should have been a touchdown. And then Kyle Juszczyk out in the flats. That was huge. yeah, 49 Lakers. I don't know how you root for those two teams, but I, I, whatever. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm a Mavericks fan. I'm from Dallas. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, I live in L.A., so I like to troll Lakers fans, even though they're very good. Somebody's going to hire Robert Sala. You are exactly correct. One of the top things that I wrote in my notes of positives today was Robert Sala in this defense put a message for all 32 teams. 31. I guess they left a message for the 49ers, too. I was pretty convinced Robert Sala was going to get a head coaching job anyway. But whenever you show, because there's no other games on. So this was the equivalent of Monday Night Football for all intents and purposes. Because again, every NFL team is watching this damn game. There's nothing else to watch. And everybody's tired of their families anyway, so you're going to watch football. (laughs) I'm joking, kind of, kind of. Uh, But he was going to get a job anyway. Now... You mean to tell me you turn your TV on and you're watching this game of one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL? The most, like, they're up there. You want to look at stats. And again, I I think this kind of puts things into perspective because as you're talking about this game, they have the third most total yards in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals going into tonight. Second most first downs. Fourth most rushing yards, second most rushing uh, touchdowns, seventh in yards per carry. Uh, they're up there everywhere. And you go out there with replacement level players and you punch this team in the mouth and they can't do anything? Are you kidding me? They couldn't do anything. They put up 12 points. They got one touchdown. One. That's it. Teams want that. And the added bonus, again, this is part of the Kyle Shanahan. You pull, if you pull and you hire Robert Sala as your head coach, guess what? You're getting a taste of the Kyle Shanahan running game as well. You know, whichever one. If you're pulling our passing game coordinator or our running game coordinator, it doesn't matter. You're getting a piece of it. And that's it. And so Robert Sala, just want to say hats off to him. He's going to get hired. This is positive for everybody, I think. One, you always want the best for your people. Yeah, you want to kind of be stingy and keep things that work. I get that. Uh, but you know, I, I'm one of those people that believe you put good things out there. You wish for the best in other people and, you know, not saying, Oh, if you're good, good things come back. I don't believe that, but you take care of people and you do what's right. Robert Solomon wants to be a head coach. Who doesn't? <laughs> he deserves it. Let him go get it. Now this year, 2020, moving forward to 2021, probably the best year ever to lose a defensive coordinator or a general manager because, The NFL approved 
their new ruling that if you have a minority coach that gets hired as a head coach or a minority front office worker that gets hired as a GM, you get not one, but two third round picks. This is huge. So when, I mean, it's when, not if anymore. Like it's happening. Robert Saul is going to be hired as a head coach. When he does get hired by Detroit, I'm telling you that's where he's going. 49ers get two third round picks, one in 2021 and one in 2022. Now, the 49ers got some other good news today on the draft pick compensation front. Juan Alexander, um, beloved player by the 49ers, amazing human being. Uh, you got traded for a fifth-round pick in his contract. That's why he went for a fifth-round pick to the Saints. He tore his Achilles uh, just yesterday on Christmas Day, which sucks. I wish the best for him. Now, the problem with that trade was it was a conditional draft pick for the playtime of Quan Alexander for the Saints. Now, none of this has been officially leaked yet. However, uh, according to Matt Mayoko, who's one of the best out there, he said that his sources told him that the pick is almost all but guaranteed for the 2021 draft. So it's going to be a fifth-round pick. So if we update draft compensation okay, for 2021, you have your own first-round pick. You have your own second-round pick. No third-rounder because uh, the Trent Williams trade. But... You get back that third rounder when Robert Sala becomes a head coach. So now you have a one, two, three. Now that third rounder will come after the compensation picks. So it's going to be somewhere around like 100 to 107. Um, so it's not like a top third rounder, but still, that's a pretty damn high pick. We have a fourth. We have two fifth rounders, our own fifth, and then a fifth for the Quan Alexander trade. And probably going to get another fifth rounder. For the Emmanuel Sanders compensation pick, based on, again, compensation picks are come down to three things. One, the financial aspect of the contract per year, the playing time of that player during that year, and then any postseason awards. Now, contract put him at a fifth-round pick. His playing time has been right at a fifth-round pick. Um, he's not going to receive any postseason awards. That's not going to happen. It's going to stay a fifth-round pick, worst-case six, but all of the projectors that are out there all say fifth-rounder. So that's going to give us three fifth-round picks. So again, we have a first, second, third, fourth, three fifth-rounders, which the 49ers are great at, as our own six, and then two sevenths. Because we have our own original seventh round pick, and then probably one of the biggest fleecing trades ever with the Jets, we got the Jordan Willis trade, where they gave us Jordan Willis and a seventh rounder for a 2022 sixth rounder. So the 49ers got some room now. They got some picks. That's nine draft choices on a team that's pretty loaded. Yeah, they're going to be losing some things in free agency. There's some issues there. But draft pick wise, woo! You're telling me we're getting nine picks, three fifth rounders? Yeah, two sevenths, that's not ideal. But that gives you the flexibility to move around. And so, again, you know, we're dropping down two picks. You know, 49ers currently picked 14th in the NFL draft if the draft was to start today. But I think that's going to change. I, I really, really do. Some of those teams still have some stuff to play for. We'll have to see what happens there. But where the 49ers currently are, where the 49ers are currently going, how many teams would you rather be in their position if you just look at a personnel and coaching standpoint? Yeah, if you're one of those teams with the top three or four quarterback, I get it. But the 49ers aren't too far off. Now, is C.J. Beathard the answer for the future? Hell no. <laughs> it, it, it's not there. Um, it is definitely not there. But he, he's not going to be it. Is Jimmy Garoppolo the answer for the future? I don't know. Eh, eh, a big maybe there. 
But the 49ers have a system in place and t- and players in place, even if they stay healthy, that the support staff is there. This is a winning football team with a winning future. Very, very excited. Very excited about where this is to go. Now, let's get to just a couple of more questions. Uh, Tommy says, my jersey isn't here yet. Uh, what's up, Tommy? He won the Brandon Ayuk jersey giveaway um, last month for countdown crew yeah sorry about that it got held up with christmas i've got the updates on it i'll dm you trust me you are getting your jersey if i gotta buy four of those bad boys you're getting it um now this is a concern i'm nobody you need to know big time listener appreciate it why did brandon Ayuk only get two targets yeah one we didn't throw the ball very much when nick mullins is behind center you have to throw it to catch up because he gets us behind with his turnovers so often um, again, this is the first game in nine games that we haven't had at least two or more turnovers. A lot of that is because Nick Mullins wasn't in the game. Now, because we didn't have to throw the ball that much, 22 pass attempts, that meant less attempts for everybody. The leading pass target was George Kittle, which I think everybody, nobody's upset George Kittle is getting that many targets. He got five. That's it. Now, he caught four of those for 92 and had a drop. Drops were an issue in this game, as they have been for several weeks now. You look at this, there were five drops on the game. Brandon Ayuk had one early. It was in a tight passing window, but he missed that one. Richie James had one. I don't know why he's still on the team. Jordan Reed had one. Jeff Wilson had one. And George Kittle had one. That's a big problem. Uh, Why do we continue having all these drops? If Kittle would have caught his, he would have had over 100 yards. I'm sure he's beating himself up over that. But Brandon Ayuk, and again, you have to understand, the the Cardinals' defense is designed to take one play away, one player away. Very similar to what Belichick used to do. They'll put Patrick Peterson on one guy, and they'll roll a safety over. Now, they alternated back and forth between Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. George Kittle was on a snap count. Curious to see how much he was out there, but I'd guess probably about 60% of offensive snaps because he'd be out there for one or two snaps, they'd get him off the field. How much of that was conditioning, whatever else, doesn't really matter. But the Cardinals can, and they did, effectively take away a player in Brandon Ayuk. So I do love that they ran that little reverse to Ayuk, getting creative, right, out of the half, getting him the ball. It ran for 16 yards, and C.J. Beathard putting the effort out there. I love it. But yeah, Ayuk did kind of disappear. As you know, you look at the last six games, that dude was basically 100 yards per game and averaging seven catches per game. Goes out there, two targets, gets one catch for 15 yards and one rush for 16 yards. But he still had a positive impact. There's no doubt about that because he opened things up for Kittle while he was out there. And so I really, really like that. But again, changing quarterback, C.J. Beathard, not a very good quarterback. Um, Played well enough to win and didn't get in our way, which I really, really do like. Um, Yeah, Jordan, just kind of going back to what we were talking about. He says, John, the team is playing for, so hard for Robert Sala. You can see him out there hugging his players, hyping his guys up. Um, he feels like a real head coach. I, I love it, man. Um, it, obviously, I, I can, I'm can. i an a-hole. I can tell you what's wrong with anything, or I can find something wrong with anything. It's just my personality. I, I've had lots of issues with Robert Sala and you know his lack of in-game adjustments. He's a hell of a DC, and I think he's going to be an even better head coach because of the atmosphere he will create. And he's so young. Um, I love it. I see some people that are upset we won. I can't believe it, man. You're a 49ers fan. Enjoy it. We only get to see him 16 times a year. I freaking love it. Um, Yeah, Jordan. Witherspoon played great. I just feel he's a good backup. Yeah, I would love to have Witherspoon as a backup. 
I don't mind that. It's, it's not an issue at all. Um, man, Sean, speak the truth, brother. Everyone whining about the draft, forgetting that free agents want to play for winners. Winners matter. And you're putting that out there for everybody. Players watch this game too. And, man, imagine being a defensive player and you watch that game and just constant, just hitting, violence, popping the hell out of every single Cardinals player that you can. If you're a defensive person, if you ever have been, if you are currently, you see that and you're just like, whew, they're doing these with backups? With backups. Kerry Hyder's out there. Kerry Hyder's got eight and a half sacks. <laughs> That's incredible. Kerry Hyder's going to get a huge payday. I wish we could bring him back. Kerry Hyder's going to get like a $9 million deal somewhere. So if you're a, a, a player that wants to be a part of something like this, which is unique, this is new. There's not a lot of teams that you can go do this with. The 49ers are your home. That's where you want to be. You're talking to your agent and saying, look, I know salary cap sucks next year. Get me on a one-year prove-it deal. Incentive laden with the 49ers. If you're a running back, oh my gosh. I just wish we could get a right guard or a right tackle. We got to talk about Mike McGlinchey. And he continues to have so many negative plays um, in the past game. He just gets blown up. He gets run over um, repeatedly. Now, what's crazy to me is the reason why the running game was so amazing today was because of Mike McGlinchey and other people. But it's just, gosh, why do you have to be so good at one thing and so bad at another thing? It's baffling how consistently great he is in the run game and consistently awful he is in the pass game. Man, if he could fix it, because you can't find tackles that can do that in the run game. Again, it's talked about. He's the number one rated run blocking tackle in the NFL. He's one of the worst in pass blocking. Maybe added weight could get him to take on those linebackers because it's the linebackers that are eating his lunch. Whenever he gets in that pass set and you've got a blitzing linebacker coming at him in his chest, he just gets run over. Again, he's 6'8", 300 plus pounds, but not plus enough pounds. <laughs> he, he does not need to eat Magic Spoon cereal. <laughs> he needs to eat the, the other kind and put some weight in his butt. Um, but man, what do you do there? I, I, I don't know. I do know Kyle Shanahan's not moving on from him. I, I'm standing by that. You, you've got to figure something out. What I can say is, Justin School, holy cow, number 6-7. What's up, baby? Now, early on, School and Colton McKivitz were swapping at the right guard spot. And Shanahan said, nope, keep School in there. School, eh, I, I love it, man. That dude put on a game. I'm pretty excited for, maybe he found his home. Um, because he's a hell of a run blocker too. And he's pretty good at pass sets, but he gets beat by speed. Well, you put him inside at the guard, you don't have to worry about speed too much. He was great today. The quarterback position, man, they were awesome. You know, you look at the sacks. There were three sacks against the quarterback. But again, two of those were on C.J. Beathard. Only one sack was by an off due to an offensive lineman. And that was on the strip fumble where McGlinchey just got ran over. Uh, but two of those sacks were because C.J. Beathard, we know who C.J. Beathard is. If his first read's not there, he gets big-eyed, and he holds onto the ball, and he takes a sack. I'm okay with that. Go to Mullins, those same plays, he's going to force something, he's going to get a sack, fumble, interception, whatever. C.J. Beathard didn't throw an interception. <laughs> when was the last time we could say that with a 49ers quarterback? 
The offensive line did amazing. Look at those rushing numbers. 30 rush attempts for 227 yards. It's one of the best running performances we've had. You could go all the way back to the NFC Championship game against the Packers where we ate their lunch. He freaking crushed it. Uh, you know, not only Jeff Wilson, but this line crushed it. It was pretty funny, though. As good as this offensive line was playing, when Tevin Coleman went into the game, the first two plays were negative again. It doesn't matter. Every single game, when he goes in, negative things happen. Uh, it's just what it is. Um, he had two rush attempts for three yards. Yikes. And one catch for zero yards. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball hockey college basketball entries today on prize picks america's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. That dude's done. <laughs> that dude's done. Um, Betting-wise this week, man, I hope you've been following me on Twitter and following our bets. We have hit the last five. Um, our bet today, our bets are as the game's going on. Bucks minus four, 49ers plus 13. Hit on both those. We've got Dolphins plus four. Uh, real quick word from our sponsor, then some more questions. My bookie. Here we go. Every sports fan knows it's not about how you start the season. It's about how you finish. And my bookie, 2020 finishes strong with NFL, college football, and the return of NBA action. Sign up today to receive a halfway deposit match up to $1,000. And while you're at it, ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways. You heard it here first. From December 21st all the way up to December 26th, my bookies hooking players up with free bets, free casino chips, and free blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes. And it's all week long. To get in the action, it's simple. Sign up, make your first deposit, and enter the promo code 49ers49ERS to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of all these freebies. 
Head over to MyBookie to discover this year's batch of fun on-site promotions and win big with six days giveaway this holiday season. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Love it. We will have more betting specials um, this coming week. I'm, I'll try to get something out. And again, I'll release those on Twitter for what I'm going to have Sunday. Uh, because again, man, it's Saturday. We've got a weird week. I do want to let everybody know I've taken the family. We're driving uh, to the mountains of Colorado. Going to do a little skiing, do some social distance skiing, which I'm pretty excited about taking the kiddos. So it's going to be a weird week, but um, I'm going to be fitting in <laughs> um, some uh, 49ers podcast, whether I'm at a hotel or I'm in the car or I'm on a mountain. I don't care. It's football season. We're going to be talking football because there's just too much good stuff going on right now. You know, I started off by saying we get 16 games guaranteed a year. And this year, go back to how you remember being in July and June. Are we going to have a season? Is it going to start on time? What's it going to be like? We got one more. That's it. We got one game for nine months. That's way too damn long. And it's against Seattle. This game matters. We're not going to the Super Bowl or the playoffs this year. But this game is what it's on. Beat this damn team. Mess up Seattle like we just messed up the Cardinals. And make it as hard as possible for them to have any postseason success. Because, again, uh, you know, you, you look at Seattle fans. They've only been around for about seven years. You know, since Russell Wilson was drafted, that's it. And they started winning. I want bad things for their fans. Not in real life, just with football. But it's what it is, man. And so we got to do what we got to do. Now, here's some questions. I see some draft talk going on. Tyson, is Trey Lance out of the question at 15 or wherever we end up? You know, if you look at, again, I'm going off of the draftnetwork.com, which I think they do a really good site uh, job with consensus rankings and whatnot. Here are their quarterback, kind of their big board, which they have not updated this in about three weeks, but it just shows you how things change. At pick 10, this is their big board. I'm just going to read 10, a handful of names. At number 10, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. Number 11, Devontae Smith. Wide receiver out of Alabama. Quiddy Pay, who if he's there, oh my gosh. At 12, Edge out of Michigan. Zach Wilson, 13, quarterback BYU. And if you followed Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson wasn't even a draftable quarterback last year. Pro Football Focus puts out like a 500-page whatever draft stuff before the college football season. He wasn't even included. He is slowly gone. From, all right, draftable, probably fifth, sixth round, project player, third round with upside, second round, oh my gosh, to middle of the first round, to top five pick. This guy has gone on a Joe Burrow-like tear. And perhaps in another year, Zach Wilson would be in conversation for first overall, but Trevor Lawrence, make no mistake, he is that guy. Um, but anyway, Zach Wilson, 13 here. Quarterback BYU, Trey Lance, 14th on their big board. North Dakota State, who I really like. And one... I like Trey Lance. I really, really do. I think he has a lot of positives. Huge body, 6'3", 224. Uh, you know, mobile quarterback, but not like a speedster. He's just efficient. But I like him because he doesn't turn the ball over. I like him because he has NFL quarterback size already. Zach Wilson doesn't. And he will be there around where the 49ers pick. Now, why will he fall? Well, he only played one game this year because the Missouri Valley Conference postponed their season to the spring. 
He's preparing for the NFL draft. So he got one game in <laughs> before they postponed and then started to prepare for the NFL draft. So I think that he can fall because not all teams are going to fall in love with him. One, the level of competition, not great. Two, he hasn't played this year. You don't have film on him for quite a while. Again, one game, that's it. He did play really good in that game. But there's going to be teams that don't have Trey Lance on their draft board. There's no doubt about that. But I, I, I love the upside. Um, and again, you look at his last season, no interceptions. No interceptions. No interceptions. Um, protecting the ball is paramount, especially C.J. Bether just won. Uh, that should let you know if you don't turn the ball over, you can win. Um, offensive tackle, Christian Darasaw from Virginia Tech's 15. J.C. Horn, 16, cornerback out of South Carolina. I think that he is a very strong option for the 49ers if they don't go quarterback. Cornerback is going to be a big deal. South Carolina, he's awesome. Travis Etienne, running back Clemson, no way. Um, you know, linebackers, wide receivers, Joseph Asize at 20 on their big board, Edge from Texas. I really, really like him a lot. He would be that speed rusher. Now, rushers usually get pushed up. He's very versatile because he fits a 3-4 and a 4-3 scheme. Um, I love Osai. If, if, if Osai got picked by the 49ers, I'm telling you right now, I'm buying that jersey that night. Uh, I'm a Longhorn, so it's what it is. Um, let's see here. Uh, Michael, I love it. Love the podcast. Let's go. What do you think of CJ? Solid number two? I'd say solid number three. Um, I, I, I do like CJ, and I do like Nick Mullins. I don't mind either one of them being our number three quarterback. I don't want either one of them being our number two quarterback. And here's the difference, and here's the understanding. Your number two quarterback, you need to prepare for them to play three to four games a year and be able to get those wins. We haven't seen that from either one of them. CJ Beathard's two and nine. <laughs> two and nine. Did you hear that? He's two and nine as a starter. That's not great. Nick Mullins, you look at his numbers. Are they better? Yeah, a little bit. He's two and six. <laughs> like, like neither one of these things are what you want. He's five and eleven as his career. Two and six this year. So I, I don't like those numbers. You want them to be a number three. I would rather have Josh Rosen as a number two. Now again, Josh Rosen doesn't know the system. He's been there for three days. Um, do I expect him to start next week? Nope. But maybe Josh Rosen as a number two next year. Eh, still don't like it. Um, just because the upside's more with Josh Rosen than the other guys, uh, CJ or Nick Mullins. But uh, we'll have to see what happens there. But hey, uh, CJ goes out and gets a win against Seattle next week. I'll take it. Uh, I'll, I'll take it and be very, very happy. I think we all will be. Obviously, the draft birds are going to be upset, but what world are you living in if you want to root against your own team from winning? Ugh, I, I can't do it. I can't. I'm beating my kid in checkers. I don't care. <laughs> oh, you're going to build his confidence, make him feel good. Hell no. He's got to earn that damn thing. I'm beating his ass in checkers. That's all there is to it. King me. That's uh, <laughs> what it is, man. Uh, Runaway Turtle says, John, how does the Quan injury affect the 49ers pick they negotiated with the Saints? We talked about this at the top of the pod. According to Matt Mayoko, with NBC Sports, he says that it's already solidified that he met whatever it was. Uh, the terms and conditions have not been released, but the Quan Alexander fifth round pick has been met, so it will be a 2021 fifth round pick this upcoming draft, which is great news. Um, I love it, man. You guys are incredible. The 49ers win, and it's Saturday. 
We still got a whole nother day in this weekend. We get to sit back and watch football and enjoy knowing the 49ers got a dub against a division opponent. Ah, I love it, man. I love it. It's freaking awesome. That's our third win this year versus our own division. If we get a win next week against Seattle, we finish with four wins. We'd be four and two. I like that. I like that. Four and two against the NFC West. Right now we're three and two. We got our three wins. We swept the Rams, obviously. We, we halved it with the Cardinals, one and one. And then we can half it next week against Seattle. We would Nobody would have <laughs> more wins against us in our own division, which is awesome. Now, the bad thing, I don't want to end with this, but bad thing is we went one and three against the NFC East. Yikes. Uh, and that's kind of where we are. You know, turnovers. You can look at those games. Just turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. But that's all right. 49ers win today. That is a good thing. We got more football coming on the way. It's an action-packed weekend. I freaking love it. Heading into week 17. As always, if you want to reach out to me, um, email or Twitter is the best way. Twitter at JL underscore Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N. And as always, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. We are continuing with our draft breakdowns on Patreon. Oh, my gosh. I freaking love it over there. If you haven't joined us yet, patreon.com. Go there, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. Join us. It's 8 bucks. The Frank Gore tier a month. You get undocumented. I mean, unprecedented. Sorry. Draft coverage, film breakdowns, statistical analysis, and once I get my draft book completed, which I got some people helping me with, you get access to that too. Um, it's, it's where everything is. So head over there. Thank you guys for everything. Way to go, 49ers. Freaking Akello Witherspoon. What? I love it. Thanks for all the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.